TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily, KFH, Jake Ballbrock, Tommy Caster. Uh, Jad is tracking down Brian Haney. We'll get to that uh, in just a minute. Let's look ahead at the World Series while we got a few uh, minutes here, Tommy. Phillies, Astros, from an objective standpoint, how do you see this series going? Not, not who are we rooting for, because I think that's pretty clear. Nobody's rooting for the Astros, but... From just an objective standpoint, how, how do you like this? The Phillies get plus 143-ish right now to win the series. I put a little on that. Um, I think it's worth it when they've got some momentum coming in. The problem is so do the Astros, right? The Astros have always had momentum. It's not like, and I think that's been a fallacy at looking at this series, that the Phillies are this hot team of destiny. The Astros just steamrolled the Yankees and have been also really hot and have an insanely good roster. They haven't lost a single game this postseason. <laughs> I mean, that's remarkable. So, uh, you know, it, it's hard when you um, think about the Phillies and, and the role that they're on and, and, you know, how great they've played. And they have. I'm not taking anything away from them. It's, it's awesome. I love to see Bryce Harper uh, get his. That's, that's incredible. Then you look at the competition and they haven't lost a game this postseason. Um, so, yeah, as much as the Phillies are on a roll, the Astros are a juggernaut and it makes it tough to pick against them. Um, so, I mean, I think, you know, until the Astros prove otherwise, I think it's got to be them. I'm still picking the Phillies. Um, here, I, Here's why I like the Phillies. And a good chance and a good chance is because they've got two frontline starting pitchers. And, and you just kind of throw them up against the others. And, and I think that their lineup has some pop. I mean, I think it's pretty even, honestly. Uh, but we'll talk more about that. Game one comes on Friday. Okay, uh, Brian Haney's here. Let's hit the intro, Jad, and we'll get into some KU talk. It's that time. Sports Daily getting all the inside information on the Kansas Jayhawks. Let's go now to the voice of KU, Brian Haney. And we welcome in Brian Haney. And, uh, you know, it's an off week for football. We'll spend a couple of minutes here with football to react to what we saw last week. Um, and then I want to, and then we want to talk a little hoops because we got late night at the fog in the books. We got the exhibition opener 
coming up, what is that, on Thursday of next week? Uh, the third? Yeah, that's a Thursday, so a week from tomorrow. So we'll get to that in just a minute. Football-wise, uh, Brian, another slow start, but nice finish for Kansas, but still chasing that sixth win in bowl eligibility. Yeah, I, I think uh, a lot positive you can take from that second half, certainly. And yet, before we get to that, it's interesting. You know, if, if Jalen Daniels does come back after the bye, and we don't know that for a fact just yet, but he was in uniform on Saturday and even was, uh, you know, tossing the football around lightly on the sidelines before doing the coin toss. Um, before, you know, we, we, we see what he can do in November, I think we're going to look back on the timing of his injury and think, man, if we would have just had him for Norman and Waco, surely, you know, we, we could pull one of those out of the fire. And that's that's not to uh, you know diminish the job that Jason Beans tried to do filling in, but obviously it was a rough first half of the Kansas offense as a whole, O-line, running game, passing, all that. And, and I think that, you know, depending on how much longer the absence is for Jalen, and we just don't know, but this was a key window where I, I think if his injury comes you know, two weeks later, uh, we probably already have that sixth win sewed up by now. I genuinely believe that. So who knows? But you can't go back and change that, obviously. You just got to play the hand you're dealt. And Kansas was obviously dealt about as tough of an injury hand as, as, as you could have when it comes to who was hurt, when they were hurt uh, in the middle of this season. In fact, Lance Leipold was asked about that in his press conference on Monday. They did things a little bit differently this week with just a head coach's press conference a day early, and then they are letting the guys focus on the bye week from there. But he said, yeah, he was asked point blank, is this, is this you know, worse than your typical injury year? How does this stack up all time? And he doesn't want to make excuses. and He doesn't want to get in the weeds on is this the worst ever and that kind of thing. But he said, you know, it, it would be fair to say that, you know, this particular year based on who the injuries came to and, and the way they piled up in rapid-fire fashion in consecutive weeks, that this is on the worst end of, of some of the all-time you know, tough luck injury seasons. But I think we got a great shot to get a lot of these guys back, not all of them, but I, I think the bye week comes at a really good time. But to, to dive back into your original question, you know, it, it was a missed opportunity in Waco, but you love the fight in the second half because I can't tell you how many times we've gone down there and, and you know, the four-score deficit piles up. It's turn out the lights, this thing's over. Let's just get into damage control and, and uh, you know, try not to lose by 50. This club did the opposite. They came out swinging in the second half ever since that, that scoop and scamper happened with Jeremy Robinson. We can't call it scoop and score because the big fella loved 40-plus yards didn't quite get to the end zone. But that turned the whole game around. And Kansas scores 20 consecutive points at one point to cut it to five and really put the pressure on Baylor. And so the fight and resolve and mental toughness I think, you know, was was clearly way different than, than what we've seen out of previous teams that when dealt similar starts would have just folded up the tent. And that speaks to the leadership at the top and some of the captains and leadership you have throughout the program as players. So I was really proud of that effort. And, and I know that, you know, most only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades and it doesn't count at all when you try to get bowl eligibility. But that, that gave me a little bit of hope heading into the bye week, um, you know, that, that these guys aren't that far away. And I know the schedule is tough in November. It is, man. Oklahoma State, Texas, at Texas Tech, at K-State, it, it's going to be tough. 
But if we get some of these pieces back, and, and who knows, again, specifically on, on Jalen's return, but but I think you know there's, there's a much better chance, as we talked today, than there was a couple of weeks ago in, in looking at, well, how fast is he going to heal and when could you possibly see him return? I, I think we're much more hopeful now than we were two weeks ago. Uh, and I, I think it's, it's absolutely within grasp that this team will go out and still win another game or two in November. And it doesn't matter how it comes, who it comes against, what it looks like, man. Just punch that ticket for your first bowl game since the 2008 Insight Bowl. And, and what a huge, huge accomplishment that would be for this program. And all of our guys are still tugging hard on that rope to try to make that happen. Brian, I want to get your take on uh, the, the press conference from Lance Leipold on Monday where he mentioned – the, the change in this program from a year ago uh, where, you know, the, the Jayhawks lost by 12 to Oklahoma and the fans stood up and clapped. And then the Jayhawks lose by 12 against Baylor and fans are frustrated. And, and that kind of shows the program is where it needs to be and heading in the right direction. Your take on Leipold's thoughts on that and uh, where, where you think the program is right now. Yeah, it, it was it was kind of an eye-opening moment for Coach a year ago when he showed up at Hawk Talk that night and got the standing ovation and he was just taken aback that, that the crowd would react like that after a close loss that wasn't even a win. And keep in mind, this is a guy who was the fastest to 100 wins collegiately all time and just won you know, 30 games in four seasons at Buffalo. And so he's not used to celebrating close. Uh, and, and so he whispered to his wife in that moment, are they really giving us a standing ovation for losing close? Man, we, we could really do something special here. We, we could really you know, show these fans – what it really feels like to give a standing ovation behind a momentous victory and, and, and a program that gets it rolling continuously. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, I think that was an eye opening moment. And, and I think he's also proud of the fact that even the fans expectations have changed just 12 months later. Uh, and that, that obviously fuels his fire all the more to, to find a way to win another one in the final month. But it definitely uh, has, has completely, you know, when you start off five and zero and you get ESPN college game day here and, you double the uh, original projected win total in the eyes of the odds makers. You double it your first five games of the season you know, for a, a season win total of two and a half. I mean, it, that was incredible what they did. But with any team, no matter what sport you play or what level, when you overachieve in the eyes of, of preseason expectation versus in-season reality, as much as Kansas overachieved in the first month, everybody kind of adjusts what they expect and hope. But I, I would like to think that most Kansas fans are realistic in knowing that, you know, just because they've lost three in a row, uh, it, it doesn't mean anything in the first five weeks of school's goal. We, we've been without our top quarterback, who was a Heisman Trophy top six candidate at the time of his injury. We've been without who I think is our most explosive running back. And the, the loss at running back becomes more and more glaring, I think, the deeper we get into this. And that's not to slight – Devin Neal or, or Sevian Morrison or Kai Thomas or anybody behind Daniel Hyshaw, but there were just certain things Daniel can do that I don't think the other four bring as consistently. And that one has been as glaring um, almost so as, as the quarterback. So I, I think you can't underplay the value of that and, and the role he could have played the last couple of weeks. So and Kobe Bryant, I, I think his injury is much more short term. Hopefully he's back for Oklahoma state. But the point is, um, you know, Kansas has, has gone against some tough opponents. I mean, Oklahoma and Baylor's case, back in September, they were both ranked in the top 10. Even though they've not proven to be that good, they were ranked that high for a reason. They're talented. So, you know, don't feel bad for losing to talented teams on their home field when you're shorthanded. But understand that there's things we could have done better 
that, that might have led the wins even if we were shorthanded had we executed better and not dug a 14-0 hole and that kind of thing like we saw this past week. And so our guys are learning from that. They're not uh, licking their wounds with their heads down or anything. They're absolutely feeling like they've got a great shot to accomplish everything they set out to accomplish, including the postseason. And uh, that's what they'll, they'll attack even in this bye week. You know, they're still practicing this week. They'll, they'll get a couple of days off. But, you know, it's full speed ahead. And hopefully uh, you come back a, a refreshed team that's also healed up at some key spots, including Luke Graham, who we didn't see last Saturday either. All right, let's talk a little hoops, Brian. Uh, you guys have uh, late night in the books here. We've got Pitt State coming up a week from tomorrow before uh, November 7th, true opener. Um, we've spent some time here. We were up there yesterday for media day. We've really for obvious reasons, been focused on Grady Dick, uh, the local kid who's lit the world on fire in high school and now is in Lawrence. Uh, Bill Self has not been selfish with the praise on Grady Dick. He's laid it on, and Dick embraces that. His teammates seem to think highly of him. Let's start with Grady Dick, the local kid. How, How good could he be as a freshman? For KU, of all the great freshmen you've seen come through there, where where does Dick stand at this point before we've even played a game? Well, you know that's that's a tough one to answer, but I'll do my best. I, I think uh, last week when we talked and I was live from T-Mobile Center, Coach took the podium about an hour and a half later, and his best quote of the day, the entire day in any interview he did, was about Grady, and he referenced two guys that, that both have their jersey number hanging in the rafters, Brandon Rush and Mario Chalmers, not comparing him to them, but saying that those two guys were back for some recent practices and they watched the jump shot and the release point and, and the mechanics and the consistency and the confidence and all the things that go into Grady from downtown. And they were so impressed. And they, they said, as, as guys that have played the NBA and, and, and won world championships, how do you guard that when he's six, eight and he releases it above his head like that, the release point, it's, it's just almost unguardable at the collegiate level. And then coach talked about his confidence with which he'll fire off these shots. He said, you know, he could miss 10 in a row and he, he's convinced the next one's going in. He has that, that, you know, bullish confidence and short-term memory on the, on the ones that don't go through. And, and so to hear Kansas legends just marvel at what his, God-given physique coupled with his hard work and, and developed shots and mechanics and all that has put forth to hear that a, a certain aspect of a rookie's game is unguardable. I mean, man, that's, that's an eye-opening quote. And then to hear Bill Self talk about his confidence, I mean, that's something this team is going to need more of is, is outside shooting and consistency from the, the jump-shotting component of this offense. I mean, we, we don't have – the throw it inside of Udoka and get two and a half dunks a game. We don't have the, you know, run good offense and get the ball on the block and David McCormick, you can count on two points because he's within five feet type of thing. Ernest and Zuby and Zach are going to get better, but they're all really young. And I, I love the upside, by the way, of Ernest Dude and, and, and Zuby Ejiofor. Uh, but we're talking about 18-year-old kids. And so Kansas needs to be a team that, that scores off the bounce before defenses get set up in transition. And they need to be a team that makes jump shots. And, and Grady has a chance to be, you know, arguably our best outside shooter when he's on. And, uh, and so, yes, there's a lot of excitement there. Now, to, to compare him to the all-time great freshmen that come in here, tough to say because, as you know, 
uh, you know, self demands and commands so much defensively out of his guys. And that's, that's an area of Grady's game where I think eventually he will excel, but that's also probably one of the biggest adjustments for, for high school players to D one major college. And, Oh yeah. If you haven't heard we're playing Duke, Indiana and Kentucky in non-con this year. So our guys will get you know, baptized in the, in the D one powerhouses pretty quickly, but um, you know, adjusting to, to guarding bigger, faster, stronger athletes and, and staying in front and, and all of that at the level that self demands out of this guy, that's something everybody's adjusting to. That's not being constructive on Grady. That's, that's talking about all these newcomers and you know, the returning players that are still maturing. But I, I think to try to, qualify where does he rank and all that i, I think you got to look at both ends of the floor and you got to understand that uh he, he's a, a work in progress as, as a total player but i'm telling you what you know i i love the way he's fit in and uh obviously this is Jalen and, and dewan's team but he's got some moxie and some confidence to step in right away while still deferring to those guys uh but but knowing that they can count on him if his number is called he's busting his tail in practice every day he's being coached and, and, and is very coachable, you know, when, when the coaches have something to go over with him, he's not some kind of, you know, national high school player of the year prima donna that thinks he has it all figured out. That's what I love about Grady. Like he's, he's willing to take hard coaching and, and come back stronger for it. And, and that's, you know, credit to him and his parents and, and the way he was raised. So uh, I, I think that Grady's going to be, you know, a special, special talent here. But it's hard to, to say, okay, is he going to be Josh Jackson? Is he going to be Andrew Wiggins? Is he going to be, you know, some of these amazing one and dones they've had? There's not a, a natural comparison there that fits right away, right out the gate. But let's let's re-ask that question, and I promise I'm not dodging it. But let's re-ask it uh, when these guys break for, for finals first week in December. And we kind of have a little bit better feel of, of him against real competition and, and how he's acclimating and adjusting. And then we can start to, to make some of those comparisons and, and rankings and all that. But he's doing everything the coaches are asking him and, and obviously is, is a fan favorite already for so many reasons. And I can't wait to see what it looks like this season. Talking to Brian Haney, voice of the Jayhawks here on Sports Daily. And, you know, Brian, this team uh, lost a lot. No David McCormick this upcoming season. No Ochai Abaji, no Christian Brown, no Remy Martin. But let's talk about the returners. Jalen Wilson is back. DeWan Harris is back. They add a veteran piece in Kevin McCuller. How do you feel, uh, especially with McCuller coming in from Texas Tech, that these, these veterans on the team, the older guys, are going to be able to gel and push this team forward? Well, McCuller could not have been a better fit for Bill Self, his system, and what he expects out of his guys. And we've alluded to this on previous reports, his defensive prowess, uh, his versatility. He can play the one through the four. He's selfless, hardworking, uh, we over me. I mean, he, he fits every Bill Self mantra to a T. And it's a classic case of, you know, you, you watch a guy on the opposition, you think, man, I wish we had him, and boy, he looked good in crimson and blue. And then once it was made known that he was looking to transfer and into the portal, uh, you know, the courtship began, and, and uh, coach reached out, and, and it's great that it came together like that. But how many times have you, you know, watched somebody and thought, man, he looked good on our team? Well, I think that's the way Bill felt for the last few years about Kevin McCuller. So he steps in and gives you a veteran presence next to Jalen and next to Dewan that, you know, as, as Bill Self quoted yesterday – is a championship caliber starter, meaning we could win a national title with a player like that. And to be fair, there's only a couple of those on this roster that, that are proven to be championship caliber because 
Bill will be very quick to point out, while he loves the fact that KJ and Zach and Joseph Yesifu and some of these other guys are coming back as defending national champs, they didn't play meaningful roles in New Orleans like Dewan and Jalen did. And so, you know, when, when Self's getting after these guys and reminding them what they still have to prove, he'll say, hey, we only got two guys that really did any heavy lifting on that team. Uh, but he considers Kevin someone that that's, uh, you know, has played on a championship caliber level, even though he doesn't have a national championship. He's, he's played for a top 10 team. He, he knows what it takes to go through those fights and win those battles. And so it's, it's absolutely a cut from the same cloth situation with McCuller as it is to those first two guys I mentioned in Harris and Wilson. And then from there, you know, you've obviously got other newcomers you're excited about that are going to fill in. I just think to be fair and to be honest, it's going to take a little bit of time before this thing looks like a well-oiled machine and they don't necessarily get afforded a whole lot of time based on how difficult this non-conference schedule is. I mean, it's always ambitious at Kansas. It just seems especially challenging this year. So Preseason top five, tied with Baylor, fifth in the nation in the AP poll. Will they look like a top five team right out the gate? Probably not, just based on the youth and all that you're replacing, as you alluded to with three starters and Remy Martin also gone. But stick with them. Know that, uh, to use the expression, let the cake bake, we got the ultimate baker in, in that kitchen when it comes to getting teams to click and come together, and that's the Hall of Famer Bill Self and, and Bill We Trust. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen, but – Will there be growing pains when you lose that much off a title team? Absolutely. Uh, but the guys you're replacing them with all have a ton of potential. And thankfully, as you astutely pointed out, Kevin is, is a much more plug-and-play, well-seasoned type guy. So at least one of those spots is, is a polished you know, plug-in type player that you're not going to have to you know, teach the, the basics and, and, and the very beginning, you know, type stuff the elementary stuff too right out the gate it's uh it's going to be awesome and and i do love seeing the growth of these bill self teams over the it's one it's one of the great things that we get to see every year why he's one of the best in the business all right brian well enjoy the uh, bye week i'm sure you have nothing to do and you can just lay around sleep in maybe <laughs> as you uh rest up for before ku football gets going again next week yeah yeah you know how it works you know all too well we had media day yesterday and uh, all staff meeting today and we're doing all of our basketball uh billboards and, and game liners and everything so it's it's a busy week even without a football game but we embark upon the busiest month of the year here in a few days i have literally two nights without a game a speaking engagement or a hawk talk in the month of november so we're bracing for it but it's always an exciting time of year and just think how much fun november could be if the football team does clinch bowl eligibility and KU basketball gets to play in the Champions Classic and the battle for Atlantis, I mean, we could be on the heels of a really special month. So I can't wait to break it all down with you guys in the weeks ahead. All right. We appreciate it, Brian, and we always appreciate these visits each and every Wednesday here on Sports Daily. That's right. Big thanks to the Mattress Hub for sponsoring these reports. Really appreciate all that they do to make these possible. And I told you before, I went through the mattress purchasing process with them this past spring and summer and initially tried one product that wasn't the right fit for my back, settled on another because they gave me 100 days to try it out and make sure it's the fit. And they'll do the same for you. It's, it's excellent customer service above and all, all else. I think customer service is their best thing. But the selection, the pricing, everything is, is five-star first class when it comes to the folks at the Mattress Hub. So check them out today at mattresshub.com. Do what I did, experience that first-class customer service, and start getting the best night's sleep of your life today at the Mattress Hub.
All right, there goes Brian Haney. We will chat with him again next Wednesday. That'll be right before we get an exhibition opener. It'll be ahead of the next football game. Lots to look forward to next week. If you missed anything, if you're just joining us from our conversation today, you can always go to kfhradio.com. Tommy and I will be back. We'll wrap up hour number one of Sports Daily on a Wednesday. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.